2: John, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you doing, Ian? I'm
2: doing very well. This is my friend Catherine. Uh, everybody, this is now John. We've got to address this straight away. How many times do you do you get the John Williams thing mm-
1: well, confused with enough. the composer?
0: I, I, wish I, I wish I got his PRS check. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's isn't it we can all
1: deal
2: with. Isn't it? Were you ever were you ever tempted in your um, illustrious career to change your name? Was there ever a consideration?
0: Well. A friend of mine, Trevor Dan, suggests I use my middle name, John Owen Williams, which I'm... I use on records occasionally. And that's why on this new project, the album I just released, I call myself the John Williams Syndicate.
2: There we go. Syndicate makes it sound kind of like gangsterish, like tough guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: Did you just mention Trevor Dan from yeah, we Radio were, Fame? We know
0: Trevor Dan. Yeah, Trevor Dan, he was the first person I met in the record business when I wow. started in 1974, when I was a, a rep for Polydor on their promo department, and my patch was the East Midlands. And <laughs> I, I I did it was the advent of, of local radio, and nobody yeah. knew how powerful he was going to be. So Polydor had eight. People on the road, wow. just visiting radio stations. And I went to Radio Derby, Radio Nottingham, and Radio Leicester. And at Radio Nottingham, the first appointment I had was with Trevor Dan. Incredible! We just started work that day. Oh wow! And we became good friends because we we found a mutual interest in Nick Drake oh I do
2: I wonder I think I say Nickers then for a second <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> it's the 70s we know Trevor we've 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 done stuff with Trevor he's and it, but people you know we've got some radio anoraks listening everyone knows who Trevor is Nick Drake though we, were you into Nick Drake when he I can't remember when he died
0: I think he died in 1976
2: okay so were you into him
0: when he was alive I, I was into him in 1969. Wow. When I was, when I was living in Tours in France, where I was yeah. in college. And I walked past a record store and saw the, the sleeves of five leaves left in the window. And I thought, that looks intriguing. I went yeah. into the shop and played it and bought it. Wow. And this actually, this is quite a rare copy. It's worth about two grand now, this, this is vinyl. Beautiful. You didn't
2: ever get, I know he, did, he only did a handful of gigs. He hated playing live. You didn't ever get to see him, did you? No, I
0: didn't. Um, he, he was a brilliant performer, but he, he got into the state of t- tuning his guitar, to different tunings every time, every different yeah. song. Yeah. So he, he, he wasn't very good at in-between chat. So. And, and painfully shy as well. So, well, would- apparently. But you know, if you saw him when he was eighteen and nineteen, he was head of house. He was captain of the football team. Wow. He was the, the, the gregarious, outgoing guy. He smoked too much dope. I think that yep. was the problem.
2: That was the problem. We just listened to, uh, before you came on, and I, I to the, your latest single
0: with. Man alive, Petula Clark.
1: Petula Clark. I was going now, to ask you, is that the French connection that
2: brought you and Petula together, or is that coincidence?
0: No, that was just coincidence. Um, what brought us together was 20 years ago when I was senior VP of a for the Sanctuary Records Group, and we owned the pie catalogue with all her hits wow. like Don't Sleep in the Subway, Colour My World, The Other Man's Grass, Always Greener, My, My Love. Uh, I Couldn't Live Without You Love, Downtown, all those classic records. Yeah, We we owned them, so we were, we were going to do a Greatest Hits. And she said to me, I'm so bored of doing these Greatest Hits. I want to record new stuff. And so we recorded a couple of new tracks and then rolled forward another 10 years. I was working at Universal, who had bought Sanctuary, yet they wanted to make another Greatest Hits. So we did some more new tracks. Mm. And eventually, I built a recording studio at the bottom of my garden and started writing, and presented her with a song called "Cut Copy Me," which she she loved, and we recorded, and it became a huge hit in Belgium. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> of course it did.
2: She now she's 89 now, right? And I no, normally wouldn't mention a singer's age, but I think it's I think it's important. We we're talking about Paul McCartney. McCartney's about to go on tour at 80. She sounds. And I know there's a little bit of studio trickery going on there, and that's absolutely fine. <laughs> she sounds incredible, though, doesn't she?
0: She's absolutely amazing. She is, um, she is youthful. Right. She, and you talk to her on the telephone, you, you, it's like talking to a young girl yeah. in, her, in her 20s. And she doesn't, she hates talking about age. She hates talking about the past. She's all about the future and the now. Wow. And, and it's a very positive way of looking at things and very inspiring. Right. The song is great. There's always that... It's more than
2: great. It's actually brilliant. And there's always that thing, when you get sent a link... For a song, and we we're saying in the, people like Johnny Cash in the eighties and nineties would be called a heritage artist. Imagine in their like late forties, but you get a track from someone who you know so well, and you always think, okay, well this might be a little bit, a little bit stinky. Man alive, it's such a good song, John. It really is that beautiful little verse, and then this huge triumphant
0: chorus that just keeps building.
2: It's an absolute joy.
0: Thank you. Well, I, I, I love it as well. I, mean, I, I spent months making this record. I wrote it with a friend of mine called Paul Visser. And we did wrote it, wrote about three years ago. And then Petula heard it and we, we put her vocal on it. Well, I put her vocal on it. And she then insisted the record was too bare. So I, I put some more guitars on it. And <laughs> she, she still thinks that it's too bare. But I, I think it's an absolute masterpiece. I th- I, you know, I, I, I've slaved over every note on this, this, this track and um, thinking that Radio 2 might play it, but they, they've rejected it.
1: No! That's you in the background vocals as well, isn't it, John?
0: Yes. I, I, there's another song, which I don't know whether you've heard, called New Flag. Yes. So uh, that's, that's me and her doing a duet. So, yes, I, yes Catherine, I do sing with her. Wow. But mainly it's her on this one. That's odd. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've not listened to Radio 2 for a while, but I can I can
2: imagine that song sitting so comfortably on Ken Bruce's show. It, it, it seems effortless,
0: effortless to put that on well, his plate. Well, I, I was surprised. Yeah. But um, there we are. You, well, you we
2: will, to... what little good we can do, we will certainly plug it. This is the album, uh, Out of Darkness. I don't know if people – you've got a weird shot, John. It's just because the way that we're streaming. People are not seeing that weird little corner that you are. But this is the new album – um, is it? I'm assuming it's, it must be out now, right? You can get it
0: through Amazon. Okay. And it's on all the streaming services. And Luminescent is out on Friday, the Petula Clark track. The, the, her version is not on the CD, it's, it's Claudia Brucken's version. Okay. Is on, is on the CD. Okay. And Claudia Brucken is the, the, the singer from Propaganda. I don't know Propaganda. The, the Dr. Mabuse, Jewel. They were signed to ZTT, the German bands in okay. the 80s. Okay. Okay. And Claudia Brucken is one of the most extraordinary singers I've ever come across. And I made a solo album with her a few years ago. And we, anyway. You mentioned, you mentioned uh,
2: working for Pi in this, was it Pi in the 70s? Well, so I, well, Polydor. I worked for Polydor in the 70s. A, now, if, 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 if I've got my rock and roll right, the Who were on Polydor in the 70s, weren't they? They were. Did you ever, ever have any dealings with them?
0: Well, they, I remember being in Leicester with them when Keith Moon played tricks on the, the Hotel Porter. Oh, God. Um, which I can't re-repeat about. But <laughs> I, years later, I became head of A&R at Polydor. Right. And I mixed f- three or four unreleased Who tracks, Boney Maroney um, and... Marianne with the shaky hands. That's one of the great tracks, isn't it? I didn't mix that one. Oh, okay. When I was at school in the 60s, we used to open our, I was in the school band, and we used to open our set with I Can't Explain. Wow. Which is one of the great records. The Who are are such a weird band, Um, you
2: know, in this kind of tough rock sort of singles band in the 60s. And then, you know, these these huge sprawling albums. I do think The Who, for some reason, the, The Who and The Kinks don't quite get the respect that I think they, there's always the Beatles and the Stones,
0: Beatles and the Stones. Well, well Ian, actually, I was a, um, a Who and Kinks person and preferred them. I, I didn't like the Beatles or the Stones. Well, wow. I didn't dislike them, but they didn't rock to me. And it, whereas yeah. when I heard You Really Got Me by the Kinks, it almost tr- changed my world. You know, changed, I was a, a 13-year-old living in Wolverhampton. And this is about the greatest thing that that I'd ever see. And the same thing happened when I heard it. I can't explain. Wow. Wow.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile
0: can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: it was punk it was punk you know that dirty sound on you really got me where dave sliced the speaker with a razor blade that was punk 15 years before punk existed absolutely amazing wasn't it yeah now you also you you've produced loads of bands um tell me some of the big bands that you've worked with
0: well i i i um i produced simple minds the cure the proclaimers um, no. and <laughs> Debbie Harry uh, Ocean Colour Scene um, and I, I still work with Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott okay. I'm here talking to you from Manchester I live oh, in London wow. but I'm I'm up here for until the middle of May making the fifth in a row of Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott album.
2: Wow We have to be careful I'm going to put cards on the table Catherine is not a fan of the beautiful south we've had many many arguments on this show where I'm defending them and Catherine doesn't.
0: But I do like Paul and Jackie, is, you know, I think they seem like good
1: people. It's just not my thing. It's just did you honest. like The
2: House Martins?
1: Uh, the, yes, some. Did you like,
2: did you, let me step in. Did you like Caravan of Love? Who, me or Catherine? no, no Catherine, I'm asking Catherine.
1: It was, uh, I, I would wasn't say very yes. old when it was out. But I would yes, say yes, because yes. he
2: did it. He did yes. it.
1: Yes, yes. And I've been in a room where Paul <laughs> sung it as well, at, you know. Um, and I did at the finger party. clicks on it. Was it. great.
2: You did the finger... So you you actually produced that song? I preferred the yeah, finger I clicks in it.
1: that to any other finger
0: clicking ever.
2: I heard that for the first time in about 25 years, John, the other day. And I, I was driving, and it just goosebumps. I'd forgotten how perfect that is in, in terms of the harmony and stuff. Was that tough to produce? It was
0: really tough. It it, it was 48 tracks. Wow. Two, two, two machines running together. and. It, the idea was to make it sound like just for, you know, they stood in a room and there they were doing it. But we treble-tracked, quadruple-tracked each part, and it's, it's just a masterpiece. I mean, I was just, um, I, I enabled it. But they, they were, Paul Heaton is such a great song. He's a soul yeah. singer. What's the difference between producing something like that, however, God, when
2: was that? Eight, 85, I'm going to guess. Difference between, when was it, Sorry. 86. 86, I was You're close. very close, yeah. Thank you. I'm also very old. Uh, you, the... You're a young man. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. He's coming back every week. <laughs> what is the difference from producing in 1986 and producing in 2022? Because I'm imagining it's a completely different
0: thing no, now. It's, it's, well, actually, I use, it's no different. Right. Because it's still a performance. It's still recording different instruments. Mm. And it's still making a, you know, a song come alive. So it, it's a lot easier now because you can, you, can, I, you can own your own studio. I've got a studio at the bottom of my garden in a shed. I've got a 12 foot by 10 foot shed where I make all these records. Uh, you know, I made Luminescent in there and it sounds like it's, it was done at Abbey Road. I am uh, looking
2: at your, your list of, of bands you've worked with. Some, I <laughs> mean, so I'm, I'm laughing because of Carter, the unstoppable sex machine. Now, we are huge fans of Jim Bob. Jim Bob has been on this show several times. We even get a mention in one of his
0: um, books. Did you produce them or was, did no, you I ju- did, just I didn't sign them? them. I, I, I was head of A&R at Chrysalis. Yeah. And they had brought out 30 something and were ready to be signed to a major label. And I signed them with a guy called Tony Smith. And we did the. I think it was called The Love Album. And we, we, we hired a jet plane and took 40 journalists over to, to Brussels for, to the, the EU building where we held a press conference. And Jim Bob Fruitbat and myself were on centre stage building questions from the journalists. And it went straight into number one the next week. Jim Bob's delightful, isn't he, Catherine? We, yeah.
2: he, he, this, this huge noise that he makes from this very quiet, introverted man. I haven't seen him in years. I haven't seen him since 1989. I don't oh, he's know. on good form. He's written a couple of really good um, semi-autobiographies, kind of. But he, he's, he's a great, a great writer, a great lyric writer. Yeah, and he's still doing it. He's still doing it, and he's still selling out places like Shepherds Bush Empire, and um, he's still going. What about the Fat Bastard? What's happened to him? <laughs> you I Fat think, Bastard. I think he died. Oh, Did he? I think I think someone in the chat will correct me. I think the Fat Bastard... I mean, I'm just, I think he died. I'm not laughing no. at the death. I'm just laughing at the um, name. It Someone will correct
0: all me. all stage.
2: It's, it does. People in the chat are asking, have you ever written a book, John? Because the, the, it, we're, I know we're just touching the tip of the iceberg of your
0: career. Have you, have you considered doing a book? Well, I've thought about it, um, but I've still got a few things to do. I, I think. <laughs> it's not finished yet. It's not, it's not finished. I, I want to make a few more hits. Tell me about Kathy Dennis, because she
2: is, who would have thought that she would go on to be one of Britain's greatest
0: songwriters? Well, Simon Fuller was a manager, and I was head of A&R Polidor in 1987, and he brought me in this demo tape of her singing a song called The Snake, and she was writhing around in a, almost naked, on, in, in a carpet on, on the floor, and she was singing, and she had a great voice, and I thought, girl, the girl's got some... Front. I mean, she got to, to, to make a video like this. Quite saucy. Mm, saucy. And I, her, and I gave her a three-year development deal. gave her ten grand a year, and we I, I put her with different writing partners, Anne Dudley, and she wrote too many walls with walls with her. And actually, she was the reason I got the sack at Polydor. Um, I was I was being ahead of A and R is like being a football manager, mm-hmm. and you, your results are everything. So we spent three years making this first Kathy Dennis album. And um, I, I was given the, 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 the marching orders. And when I asked what was the reason, the reason was because you spent all this time on this useless Kathy Dennis project. And the album came out after I left and had five US top ten singles on it. <laughs> um, but, uh, and you produce... Su- Sorry, go on, John. Oh, no, such,
2: such, is, such is life. You, you she... Can't... She's incredible. She's so, she writes, I mean, she's had hits with the Spice Girls, with all everybody, you know. She's one of those that just has that magic.
0: Britney, you know, some of the Britney Spears tracks she's written are just sublime. No, yeah. she's she's a great writer. Yeah. Um, also, you produced for John Peel Sessions, is that right? Yeah, I, I was a Radio 1 Session producer for about five years, from 81 to 85. Wow. And I did, the first one I sessioned, it was Killing Joke. Wow. And, we, we, and I did big... Um, birthday party and the cure and simple minds and the water boys and he was amazing
2: you've had some life man do you do you not just think you know what i'm done let me just go and sit in my garden let me let me just go and I have a nice started. cocktail i haven't
0: started i'm a late <laughs> developer <laughs> and he
1: does Ta- sit in his garden he sits in his shed and makes records
2: his- <laughs> yeah that's right catherine <laughs> Tell us, about, tell us about the new album, John, Out of Darkness. What is it? Why,
0: why this? And, and how did it all come together? Well, it, it came together during lockdown. I'd just finished producing Manchester Calling, the Paul Heath and Jackie Abbott album, which mm. was at number one in the chart, debut's number one. Well done. And lockdown happened, and there was not, nothing to be done, except I had some unfinished business. I had a, a couple of singles out on Rack Records, 1979 as the singer. And uh, I... First one was called Rendezvous, which is Record of the Week, Kid Jensen Radio wow. One. Rendezvous is such a seventies title for a song. I love it. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'll go down to my shed and try and write a song in all different kinds of styles of of music, and sing them, and just just make entertain myself. And I which I did. And um, a friend Jamie White, who I used to work with at Sanctuary, got in touch he'd seen me on a a Proclaimers documentary, and he said, I didn't realize you were a record producer and songwriter. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm making my own album. He said, let's hear it. He's the son of Chris White, the Zombies bass player.
2: Oh wow! We, we had the privilege of seeing the zombies um, playing Odyssey and Oracle, didn't we? Was it the play? Was it the it's Palladium so or Dominium Something, one of that Palladium. The, I think. Uh, Shepherds' Bush Empire. Was that? Were you there? No, we went to another one. I think it was. I think it was the Palladium. It was. It was. A, I know they did. It, they celebrated it several um, times. So
0: Odyssey and Oracle is one of my favorite albums ever. So good. Oh, this it's is so uh, Incredible. And so, um, anyway, he heard the songs and he, he said, "Well, I'll publish them. I'll help you put it out." And so they're all songs I've written and songs which I played most the instruments on, layer by layers. And um, I had a lot of fun. And I hope people who hear it enjoy it as well. This is the album.
2: Oh, get into focus. Focus, please. I will make this focus so that everyone can see it. There we go. Out of Darkness, the John Williams Syndicate. And your website, I haven't got my glasses on. Uh,
0: JohnOwenWilliams.com. John
2: JohnOwenWilliams.com. Um, If you want to go and have a look there, I'm so sorry. Do you know what? It really pisses me off. Things like Radio Two not going for this, and I mean it's slightly different. But Jim Bob from um, from Carter said that no one will touch his records, you know, and he's obviously brilliant. And this is obviously brilliant. And that Petula Clark song
0: is, you know, it's remarkable. And well, thank you, Ian. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm inspired by your enthusiasm. That's what exactly what I wanted. John, listen,
2: I'm a songwriter. Catherine oh, God, will t- no. Don't, Catherine don't will don't tell you. Don't
1: guitar out, John.
2: Catherine, t- please tell him how good I am at writing songs.
1: Well, he's um, he's original.
2: <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd like to hear
0: them. <laughs> you really
1: wouldn't. There tends I, to I've be one thing. I've got my theme. own
0: recording set up in, in, the, in the hotel room. This is a soundless guitar. What? I, I hate to break it to you.
2: There's some of that guitar missing. What, what do you mean a sound? What does Could that you make- get a soundless guitar in? Be quiet, please, Catherine. Respect <laughs> the
0: artist. <laughs> you... You play it and it's like electric guitar, but you put headphones on, plug it into the recording setup. Oh my god! It's like the most beautiful acoustic guitar you've ever heard. Wow! I will send you some of
2: my um, demos. The fans in the audience are saying, "Ian, sing him." I'm not. I'm not going to because I don't want to. Put, I don't want to upset you, John. You just put an album out and then you hear something by me and go, "Shit!" I'm going to give up. It's not worth
1: wasted it. Wasted your time.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's just
2: on Bo- Boom Records. Yes, we'll put, we'll, put it up, we'll put it anywhere. I'll send it to you and you can have them for free. Um, John, it's so lovely to meet you. I'm so glad that um, we, we sorted this out. And, and I wish you the best of luck with the album. I hope, I hope someone catches one of the songs and it, it, and it takes off. You know, it's, Thank um, you so
0: much, Ian and Catherine. It's been a pleasure chatting to you this evening.
2: Nice talking to you. And if, listen, if you get any more, release any more stuff, come on. You're very, very welcome to come on the show, John. Thank you so much. Both of you. Pleasure.